Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. Okay, this episode is really kind of like a part two of the previous episode, number 18. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I'm going to do a quick recap like right now, but you'll probably want to go back at some point and check that one out also because it'll, it'll definitely be worth your time. But basically, the gist of it is this. We talked about being forever on the runway like a guy that I know at the gym. And you can hear that story if you go back and listen to the episode. But this basically means that you're stuck. And you maybe you have a hard time making a decision or just taking action in general. And there are two primary reasons that you get stuck. I call it the one-two punch. And in a nutshell, it's fear and overwhelm. We're scared to fail, and our brain gives us every seemingly logical reason to stay put, to stay safe, to stay comfortable, and to not take action. And as if that weren't enough, the all-or-nothing perfectionist poison, as I call, call it, it makes us feel totally overwhelmed because it tells us we must be perfect and never mess up or it's all worthless and we should just quit. And this just reinforces the fear. It's like they play off of each other, hence like the one-two punch that I call it. When you combine fear and overwhelm, they whisper, they whisper in your ear. It sounds something like this. Hey, if you'll just listen to me, if you'll just not do this, if you'll not take action, then you'll be safe. I will protect you from pain and discomfort and overwhelm and emotional turmoil and all that stuff, but only if you stay put. Mm, it's nasty. It's a nasty one-two punch. So today, I'm going to give you a three-step process to get unstuck. Three steps to help you overcome that one-two punch of fear and overwhelm and to finally take some action and start getting some results. So, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's jump right in. Step number one, pick your pain. <laughs> That's not what you wanted to hear, is it? Man, Corey, that sounds no fun. Look, here's the deal. <clears throat> we got to realize that pain is inevitable. The one-two punch of fear and overwhelm says that staying safe and comfortable and not taking action is the right thing because it keeps you safe. But it never mentions the pain and discomfort of not living the life that you really want. It lies to you. It never mentions the cost of your inaction. It never mentions the misery of settling for a body you don't like. It never mentions that you're really never totally safe. That in reality, you're just choosing the easiest, most familiar pain. Because pain and discomfort is inevitable in life. It's just that some of, it, some of that, some of the pain and discomfort makes more sense to us because we've had it and we've known it for so long, right? Let me say this again. You need to get this. Pain and discomfort is inevitable in life. It's just that some of it makes more sense to us because we've had it 
and known it for so long. See, most people never make this realization. Most people never understand that they can actually pick their pain. The pain of doing things differently, the pain of messing up, the pain of possibly failing, the pain of criticism, the pain of stepping out of your comfort zone. All those things will move you forward. All those things will move you towards the life that you want. Or you can have the pain of never doing what you really want. The pain of never truly pursuing your goals and dreams because you were scared. So, if that's the case, you might as well choose your pain. Once this sinks in, oh my gosh, it can totally change how you view the whole process. It's like suddenly you can see clearly. You're like, okay, life is going to be scary and possibly painful either way. Like, I get that. That makes sense. And I get to pick my pain. The pain of staying the same or not taking action or the pain and the discomfort of stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping out of my comfort zone now and taking action and doing something different and putting myself out there and being vulnerable with my hopes and dreams. Man, that's like scary, isn't it? Look, I get it. I totally get it. As I, as I just said it, like it almost made me want to retreat a little bit being vulnerable with our hopes and dreams, like putting ourselves out there. That's some crazy, scary stuff. But here's the crazy part about it. If you are never vulnerable with your hopes and dreams, if you never put it out there and take action, knowing you can mess up and knowing it's going to be tough, if you never do that, then those exact same hopes and dreams that you're so careful with, they will never come true. You will baby them all the way to the grave. They will never happen. And that, (laughs) my friends, that has to be the scariest thing ever. For me personally, one of my biggest fears is that one day I'm lying on my deathbed and I look back over my life and I kind of slowly just shake my head. Maybe a tear runs down my cheek because I realize My one and only life is over. And I didn't do what I truly wanted. I didn't pursue my dreams because I was scared. Oh, like the thought of that for me is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. It's devastating. I was scared. Scared of what? I'm about to die. What was so scary back then, which is like really right now, you know, what was so scary that it kept me from going after what I really wanted in life? Silly little fears, silly little fears that I made bigger and more important than my life and my hopes and dreams and goals. So, oh, dear Lord, have mercy. Don't do that. Don't have deathbed regret. Live a life right here, right now that might make you a little scared, that might be a little fearful, but will make you smile. (laughs) when it's all said and done. Go ask that boy or girl out. Quit that job that's making you miserable. Pursue your passion for writing or dancing or acting or singing or sports or whatever. Tell that person how you feel. Go ask someone for forgiveness. Go on that trip that you've always been wanting to go on. Learn to ski or paint or do woodwork or to garden or whatever. 
And for goodness sakes, for goodness sakes, if you want to lose weight or you don't like your body, take some action. Just begin the process. Start the journey. Just do something. And guess what? It will be messy and it'll be kind of scary. You will definitely mess up. And as much as it sucks, someone might not support you. Someone else might talk crap. Someone else might get jealous when you actually do lose weight. But, (laughs) but remember, years from now, when you're laying on your deathbed, you won't remember those things. You won't remember those people. All you'll remember is, did I go after what I truly wanted? Or did I let those silly little fears rule my thoughts and dictate my life? Ha! Ah, okay. Okay, Corey, step away from the pulpit. Good gracious. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Step number two. Step number one, pick your pain, obviously. Step number two, reframe failure. This is how, it's the only way I know that you overcome the all or nothing perfectionist poison that I talked about a little bit earlier and and I talked about in length in the last episode. You must reframe failure and embrace imperfection. And the author John Acuff talks about this in his book, Finish. He says it, oh, so amazingly. He says, and I'm jumping around a little bit in the book. So he says, the first lie that perfectionism tells you about goals is this. Quit if it isn't perfect. The genius in this first lie is subtle. It's not when it isn't perfect, because that hints at the reality that it won't be. No, perfectionism tells you if it isn't perfect, as if you have the chance to run the whole rack and go to the grave with a a 100% on your tombstone. John goes on to say, Developing tolerance for imperfection is the key factor in turning chronic starters into consistent finishers. Accomplishing a goal is a lot less like taking a train across country and a lot more like driving a bumper car. (laughs) Some days you will circle the track without a single impediment. Nothing will stand in your way. And for a few brief moments, that bumper car will actually feel fast. On other days, some completely unforeseen, impossible to account for situation is going to slam you, excuse me, slam into your side. Or you'll get locked into a really annoying cluster of other cars. Anybody that's ridden bumper cars knows about this. You'll get locked into a really annoying cluster of other cars and feel like you've taken five steps back. This is going to happen. You will not be perfect, but do you know what will serve you far longer than perfectionism ever could? Moving forward imperfectly. Some people think the opposite of perfectionism is failure. It's not. The opposite is finished. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Well said, Mr. Acuff. Look, let me repeat that last thing one more time. Some people think, and this I would be willing to bet that you might think this. Some people think the opposite of perfectionism is failure. It's like, if I'm not perfect, I fail and I quit and I'm done. It's not. The opposite of perfectionism is finished. The opposite of perfectionism is actually achieving your goal. Look, I guarantee you every successful person you know has failed more times than you can count. You may disagree, but the only reason you disagree is because you don't see it. You don't see all their failures. You don't see all their mess ups. 
You see their highlight reel. You see their successes. Look, they've become failure experts. You know why? Because they know that the more you fail, the more you will succeed. And the less tolerant you are of failure, the less likely you are to succeed. Failure is not bad or wrong or evil or a sign that you're a loser and will never get it or never win or be victorious. No, 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 no. Failure, my friends, is good. (laughs) And when you really pull back from it and we start thinking about failure, it's not even about what happened, right? It's the story that we tell ourselves about whatever it is that happened. Think about it. You ate a cookie. So what? Oh, wait. As soon as you ate that cookie, something totally different happened in your head. You began this mental tornado of insults and berating yourself, telling yourself, I'll never lose weight. I have no self-discipline. I suck. I'm ashamed. Why would anyone want to be friends with me? I bet my kids are embarrassed by me. God, is my spouse even attracted to me anymore? All of this, all of this flying around in your head from one freaking cookie. (laughs) Okay, maybe it was two cookies. Maybe it was three cookies. Who knows? I don't care. So what? Two cookies are causing you to totally doubt your self-worth, doubt your relationships, and your ability to be a successful human. That may sound crazy, but it happens. And some of you right now are nodding your head because you've felt this, you've experienced it. Now, let's embrace the imperfect process and reframe what we just went over. Let's reframe that tiny failure. Let's reframe those cookies into something different. This is what reframing failure looks like. Okay, I just messed up. I ate a cookie or two or three or whatever. But, but, it's not a big deal. It's not a sign of my impending doom. It says nothing about me as a person. Even if that little negative voice in my head starts trying to talk, I'm going to shut him or her up. I'm going to shut him up because I know this is all part of the process. Instead of beating myself up, I'm just going to ask, why? Why did I eat those cookies? Was I hungry? Was I sad? Was I bored? What's behind those cookies? I'm going to learn and keep moving forward. And I'm going to wake up tomorrow and rock the freaking day. (laughs) I'm not going to let those cookies beat me up and hold me back. Oh, my goodness. I mean, how refreshing is that, right? That reframing process is one of the things we do in my inner circle coaching group. When someone messes up, we don't avoid it or run from it. It's not an embarrassing or shameful thing. It's just part of the process. So we dig in and we dissect it and we talk about it and we learn from it and we keep on keeping on. It's a, if I may say so myself, it's a pretty awesome and freeing process. And people love it. Once they get there and they start to embrace it, they absolutely love it. Okay, that's step two. Next up, step three. Step three for overcoming the one-two punch that's keeping you stuck is to take simple, small action. One of the reasons that one-two punch of fear and overwhelm is so potent is because it kind of makes sense. Now, hang with me. See, whenever someone decides to get fit or lose weight, they think, they instantly think, like, they've got to do it all. Okay, I got to change breakfast, change my snack, lunch, dinner, clean out the cabinets, buy nothing but organic stuff, get new workout shoes, and go to the gym every day and learn a new workout and somehow get more sleep at night even while I'm doing all this stuff. Good grief, man. That even stresses me out. Like, that's a lot. 
No wonder we feel overwhelmed and scared that we can't keep it up and scared that we're going to quit. Makes sense. But here's the good news. There's a very simple solution. Slow the bleep down. (laughs) Don't do the usual new year, new me, going to change my whole life tomorrow thing. Don't do that. No. Instead, just do one or two small, simple things that you can confidently tackle. That will totally squash the overwhelm and stop the fear in its tracks. But here's what's crazy. I'm going to tell you what will happen, okay? (laughs) I have a superpower. I can see the future. I'm going to tell you it may already be going through your brain, but I'm going to tell you what will happen if it's not going through your brain already. That, That play it safe part of your brain will start working overtime, and it's going to start telling you stuff like this. Like, hey, those little changes... Those little changes, those little small, simple things, they won't even make a difference. So why are you wasting your time? I mean, if you're going to do this, you better get all your ducks in a row and really do it. (laughs) Do you see how this is so crazy and deceptive? Like, you solved the problem. You did away with overwhelm and fear by choosing simple, small actions. But if you're not careful, your brain will try to talk you right back into that crazy do-it-all-at-once, all-or-nothing perfectionism approach. And I believe our brain does this because our body and brain prioritizes comfort. What we know, our familiar cushy comfort zone above all else. That's what it prioritizes. When we've just said earlier, it's really not even a comfort zone. It's just the discomfort that we are most familiar with. That's what our comfort zone is. (laughs) Look, to become something different. You have to do something different. And to do something different, you must become uncomfortable at some point. You've got to step out of that familiar discomfort and pick another pain. It's as simple as that. The easiest and best, according to research, this is the best path, is to start with small, simple action. Just one or two things. Okay. Here we go. Let's do a quick review. Let's wrap it up. Um, if you're feeling stuck, if you are like feel like you're forever on the runway because of the one-two punch of fear and overwhelm, you need to, number one, realize that you're going to have discomfort and pain regardless. So don't settle for the familiar discomfort that you have, that you are so, that you already know. Don't settle for that. Go after the things you really want in life by picking your pain and intentionally choosing to take a small step outside of that comfort zone. Step number two, realize that failure is actually a good thing. It's a good thing that moves you closer to your goal. Embrace those imperfections. Reframe your failures. Learn from it. And as my buddy John Acuff says, understand that achieving goals is like driving a bumper car. It's not like getting on a train and flying down the flying across the country. It's like driving a bumper car. At times it'll be smooth, and at times it will seem like a total disaster. But you just keep going. You keep driving. Step number three, instead of trying to do everything all at once, just take small, simple action. The simpler and easier, the better. This is how you create momentum. This is how you build confidence and achieve success in the long run. Small actions lead to big results over time. (laughs) My, My peeps, my inner circle members, 
they're smiling right now if they're listening to this episode because they hear this all the time. Small steps lead to big results over time, every time. That's how we roll. Okay, before I sign off, I got a real quick statistic for you. Did you know that 97% of people who try to lose weight fail? That's kind of almost depressing, isn't it? 97% of people who try to lose weight fail. This is because we've got things totally backwards. If you want to finally be successful with your body, it all starts starts with stuff like we talked about today. It starts with unlearning everything we've been taught about weight loss and getting in shape. And this is why I'm in the process of creating a brand new audio program. It's completely free. It's called Catalyst. I want to show you exactly where everyone messes up, and then I'll explain what to do instead. You'll learn the usual thought process and actions that people take that lead to becoming part of that 97% failure rate. And then I'll explain the three-step process that I use with my clients. And I'll tell you how we flip that backwards process so, so that results just come much more easily than doing some crazy restrictive diet or a grueling workout six days a week because that's just not sustainable. So if you want to lose some weight, you want to get in shape, This could be like a massive game changer for you. And the best part is, like I said, the program is completely, totally free. To register for Catalyst right now, all you need to do is just click on the show notes for this episode, and you'll see a link there where you can go and register, or you can go to my website, CoreyLittleCoaching.com. It's also, I think, in the show notes. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page. Either way. And I would love for you to become part of Catalyst. So, okay, gang, that's it. As always remember that you can have oh my gosh you can have whatever you want in life so don't let your brain stop you go for it go for it man like now today do it get started and also remember that you are pretty dang incredible regardless of what the scale says i don't care if it's up today or down or this week or last week it's up or down doesn't matter because there's more to you in your body than what you weigh and losing weight It's really about gaining life so that one day, a long time from now, when you're laying on your deathbed, you'll look back and smile and think, oh, heck yeah. (laughs) I had an abundant, amazing life because I did not let fear hold me back. I lived the life that I truly wanted. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. That's it. (laughs) Okay, gang, that's it. Thank you so much for your time today. I cannot wait to connect again as always. Much love. Y'all are the best. God bless. Bye-bye.